there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to my travel podcast, Life's a Beach. Every week I invite a special guest to take us on a journey together to their favourite holiday destinations and to reveal their top travel tips and tales. We'd like to welcome everyone on board flight 00623 today on Allen Air. We have a very special person on board. He's one of the UK's finest and funniest writers, an actor, presenter, director. His work includes The Office, Four Lives, Fighting With My Family, and now he's back with Series 2 of The Outlaws, which is available now on BBC One. Please welcome on board the fantastic Stephen Merchant. This is the final boarding call for passenger Stephen Merchant. I repeat, this is the final boarding call Stephen Merchant. Thank you. And look who we've got on board. It's Stephen Merchant. How are you doing, Stephen? Lovely to see you, Alan. Thanks for having me on board. Yeah, thanks for flying, Alan. What, what was it about Alan Air that made you want to come on board? The uh, The large seats. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, all, I'm, I'm legroom obsessed when it comes to flying. I get very anxious about whether there's going to be sufficient legroom. And so the fact that you've got this spacious um, sort of what I, I can only assume is the first class area. Oh, of course. Uh, I knew you were coming. <laughs> then I'm very, very pleased. I once flew to Cuba. Yeah, you heard me. And um, <laughs> it was when I was just out of university, so we didn't have a lot of money. And um, we got on this plane. It was an old sort of Russian airplane and I got on this seat that they booked me and I was wanting to be with my friends and I could not fit in the seat I was absolutely terrified because oh. it's, it's a long old flight to Cuba I was petrified and I was just saying to the sort of air hostess I don't think I can fit in this seat I can't. and she said well we'll see if we can sort something out later so we took off and I honestly crunched my, leg, my legs knees crunched up around my head oh. and eventually we took off and I was thinking I can't do this for however many hours it was and eventually she came back she said I found you a seat near the front <laughs> so I go around she, she leads me to this other seat and there's this chap sat there and it's a bit of extra leg room by an emergency exit and I sit there I'm thinking, this is all right. And the guy next to me says, um, listen, I'll be honest with you. I'm having it off with one of the other air hostesses. I might not be around for a lot of the flight. Feel free to spread out. And he nipped round the back. I never saw him for about seven hours. I don't know how he, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know if he was handing out hot towels or having a shag. Yeah. He was gone for hours. So ever since then, I'm very anxious yeah. about 
the leg room. I'm not as tall as you by any stretch, but I've been filming this Agatha Christie documentary and they had me driving a Morris 8, one of those old cars. That's very cramped in there. And I was, you know that the steering wheel's got holes in it, you know. My, this fat bit here, <laughs> this pelmet actually got stuck in the middle of the steering wheel and I couldn't get out. It was wedged and it was like <laughs> making that kind of noise. So yeah, I feel your pain, but you would never even get one leg in there. I, would, no, I mean, again, I've got stumpy legs. Look at my stumpy trotters. Airplanes, cars, any kind of public transport, I'm anxious, I'm jumpy about leg room. Particularly yeah. if it's going to be a long a long journey. Yeah, you know? yeah. So the fact that you've laid on such a lovely spread here. Oh, it's <laughs> more almost like a chaise lounge, really. <laughs> it's not even a seat, really. <laughs> so what are you like on holidays? Are you going on holidays soon? I haven't actually been on holiday for about six or seven years, and I'm finally going to uh, Ibiza, but not for the sort of uns uns, you know, no, the nightclub no. version, the kind of chillax. Oh yeah, <laughs> version. Yeah, because um, you've got two sides of Ibiza, isn't it? It brings out the best in you or the worst in you. That's what I heard about Ibiza. I've never been there, and I've never certainly never. Did, did you ever do the kind of intense, full-on club experience? When I was eighteen, I swear I'm in that Ibiza uncovered in the background somewhere, <laughs> you know. And it was the real cheapo one, you know. Bar is it Bar Alley where right. people being like fingered and like being sick and pissing in the door? I think that's where we're going. Yeah, that's it's lovely this time. Of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My friend who was a regular kind of Ibiza club guy, he said that if you wanted to get cheap drugs, just go through the bins outside the airport. <laughs> oh my god. Because everyone has to dump their, That's their the before they get on the plane. <laughs> well it's full of travel tips, this podcast, so there you go. <laughs> Here on Allen Air, we pride ourselves on having a no-drugs policy. So can the lady in row F, sweating, clutching the bin, saying, I've got some good shit, please hand the drugs over to one of our crew members who will take them, <laughs> I mean, dispose of them appropriately. Thank you. You are a workaholic. Are you yeah. just going to relax? So can you relax on holiday? I can. If, if, if it's one of those sort of beachy holidays you know where there isn't a lot else to sort of distract you yeah if i can get a couple of um you know a couple of sun loungers strap them together (laughs) for the extra length um and uh then i'm happy to sort of read a book you Mm. know perhaps listen to your podcast you know just and i can do the you know uh, probably some calamari you know mid-afternoon an early dinner and perhaps ideally bed by 8 30 yeah yeah well that yes sounds nice when you get to our age that's perfect (laughs) isn't it love (laughs) so the outlaws that's season two should we say season i feel like i'm quite international but i still say series series two isn't it series two do you you don't mind me saying series two (laughs) you love bristol don't you i do love bristol and um Fact, it was take... filmed in Bristol. I'm not stupid, am no, I? It's not all CGI'd and shit. It was proper. <laughs> it yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, the reason I'm taking the holiday now is because it's because we did two series of the Outlaws back to back during COVID, and um, it was about 200 plus days of filming. So I'm absolutely wiped. Of I mean, course. this this podcast now. I'm on, I'm I'm working. On, I'm running on fumes here, mate. <laughs> and um, so as I think this plane is. And um, I uh, and so yeah, I'm so I'm exhausted. So I'm very pleased that the show, the second series, is coming out because I feel like then you know I can sort of draw a line under it for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take, put put the feet up. And um, yes, but all filmed in Bristol. People doing community service. Uh, first series went down very well before last year. Well, it's and- great though. I mean, I just thought the balance of like. It's a thriller. It's yes. also very funny. I mean, how did this? Did you start writing a comedy, then the thriller bit come in, or did you want to make it that? 
mix. Well, I'm a big fan of thrillers. I like watching them. I like to, I, I'm a fan of them as, as you know, if that's probably what I'd watch on an evening instead of, um, you know, comedy. I yeah. like a thriller. So I've always wanted to do something in that genre. Mm-hmm. And um, But there's always going to be a bit of humour if I do it. So I've tried mm-hmm. to do, you know, tried to combine the two things, the two flavours. And in my mind, I don't know, I, for me, sort of tragedy and <laughs> comedy walk side by side. I was talking to someone the other day about this because I remember I was at my grandmother's funeral. Keep it light, Steve. And um, oh and I was in the hearse going to the graveyard and um, and I was sort of sat there and my family in the, in the hearse with me. It's all quite sort of sober. And I could hear through the glass the driver and the vicar speaking in the front. Oh, no. And the driver said to the vicar, um, do you drive, Reverend? And he went, the Reverend said, no, I, I had to choose between drinking and driving and I chose drinking. And they high-fived. <laughs> And I thought, but I thought to myself, well, for them, it's just another day at the office, isn't it? Whereas for me, you know, my dead grand's in the back. It's a little bit more moving. And I think to me, that sort of sums up my approach to yeah, to the show yeah. in a sense, you know, that you can have humour and then suddenly on a dime it can turn and it can actually be quite dark yeah. or thrilling or tragic. Yeah. What did Christopher Walken make of Bristol? Well, he said to me when I met him in America to try and lure him onto the show, he said, uh, what's what's Bristol like? And I said to him, well, it's, you know, it's on the water and it's quite hilly and there's a big suspension bridge. It's quite sort of artsy. It's exactly like San Francisco. And, um, and the good thing was, because we were filming in COVID, he couldn't actually explore. So yeah. as far as he's concerned, it is exactly like San Francisco. Sell me Bristol, because I love Bristol. Because I looked on TripAdvisor, the, the most popular thing is that SS Brunel. SS Great Britain. The, the boat. The, the SS Great Britain, yeah. designed by Brunel. Oh, right, okay. You're absolutely right. Beautiful ship, uh, yes, which I think did transatlantic flight, uh, flights, did transatlantic uh, trips to New York, you know, back in the 19th century. And that's, uh, and that's a kind of, as you say, that's a landmark. Would you go the there on a day out? Have you been there? I think Bristol's lovely. I think growing up, you know, you, when, I don't know whether it's the same for you, when you're growing up, you sort of, you're quite eager to leave oh, and yeah. see the world, aren't you? And I was get... like in Northampton and the boot are. and shoe museum I could live without, but now <laughs> no, I love like shoes. It. That's Exactly. And I'm the same. I go back to Bristol now and I think also, you know, they've done so much like the development of the dockside and, you know, they've redeveloped. There's restaurants in, in, you know, big shipping containers and it's it's just, it's cool and it's always had its own vibe. It doesn't try to be anywhere else. I think it's a really terrific city, a lovely city. And from there, of course, holidaying when I was young, you could dip into... Devon, Cornwall. Western Supermare. Oh, we did some Western Supermare. Um, yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. Um, one of the um, one of the most beautiful beaches <laughs> that I'm sure we've all uh, ever yeah. been to. If you can see the sea when you're there, you're very lucky. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, donkeys. I remember donkey rides on well, Western Supermare. Well, Western Supermare, I was exploited. Goodness, go on. A man handed me a fridge magnet while I was on stage, and I took he took a picture of it, and he puts it now. He blew it up like to full thing. I'm outside his shop holding a fridge magnet. <laughs> now I feel that I always get my fridge magnets there. Now I've been. You get not... you, you get your fridge magnets all over the country. Yeah, You're not, not tied just, to one city. Not just there. I hear you, Alan. Yeah. I'm sorry though, but well, I, I didn't even know that you did. They do gigs in. Is there like big yeah, comedy yeah, venues they're, they're, in Western the Somewhere? pavilion thing. And it's all about Bristol. What about that lovely pub, The Mirrors? What's it called? Smoke and Mirrors. I don't know. Around the Hippodrome. Oh, okay. Oh, right. yeah, that's a lovely thing. <laughs> Listen, can I just say about Clifton Suspension Bridge? Please. I flew over. I was touring my last tour and I flew over from Ireland. And is it still 20p to cross that bridge? I think it is. You just love to pay, yes. Yeah. Unless you're a pedestrian. No. Well, I, um, I didn't have any euros. And the man wouldn't let me across the bridge, and I had to go along the cars knocking on the window. <laughs> it's Alan Carrey. You couldn't give me 20p. <laughs> no. No. 
Alan Carr means nothing on the suspension bridge. Not even 20p. I said, oh, you won't believe this. I'm on the show. No. Winded up the window. I felt like those people at the traffic lights with the bucket of roses. <laughs> I know, I know how they feel. Not, you can't pay with a card? No. This was years yeah, back, though. Yeah. This was oh, like I'm 2016. Sorry. It did sort of spoil it for me. Can I apologise on behalf of people at Bristol? That's what I was fishing for. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Our crew will soon be coming round with some charity envelopes. Please put any of your loose change into these envelopes. They go to the Alan Carr Building a Bridge Foundation. This is so Alan Carr can cross bridges all over the world and have the right currency. Thank you so much for your generosity. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Where's your happy place? Where'd you like going on holiday? Where's my happy place? <sighs> Well, I'm not someone who tends to go back to places uh, religiously. Partly, I think, because when I was growing up, we only ever went to the same holiday destination every year. It was in Devon. It was a farm, lovely farm. And yeah, there was a house yeah, yeah, yeah. But just, you know, I think my father was a very cheap man and remains very stingy. And so he wasn't springing for any luxury holidays. I mean, we never went on a plane. No. Forget it. Forget it, Alan. We're not going on a plane. <laughs> Um, and so we went to the same farm every year. And again, always enjoyed it. Yeah. But I think now, because of that, I like the idea that somewhere new every time. Yeah, you know, like, okay. Do you know what I mean? So all the very fond members are there. I do feel like, you know, I've got a roving spirit. Did you have any holiday romances? Like no, in I didn't. Devon? Not Did... for want of trying, but no, I don't Is remember Is there like a waitress in Greece who's crying and... <laughs> <laughs> no, I never did. I never did. I mean, I remember playing in that same small Devonshire town. I remember playing pool, trying to look cool. Yeah. And I thought I, there was a there was a girl there, you know, who was sort of you know, because there was like teenagers hanging out in there. And I thought I I, I look good here. <laughs> and um, I put on Love Shack on the jukebox. Oh. And I uh, you hear a faded sign <laughs> at the side of the road. I sound like him. You do, exactly. And well, you know how sexy that song is. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, <laughs> And uh, tin roof rusted. <laughs> and um, so I remember playing pool. But I think one of the problems was I'd lost me glasses in the sea. Oh, and I was forced to wear my spare glasses. And I don't know, when you were a teenager, I don't know, were your spare glasses as funky as your regulars? No, no, I look like um, Christopher Biggins in Safari Sagudi. There you are. There you are. Yeah, so I, um, I was very self-conscious oh. wearing the spare glasses, having lost the main ones in the sea. And, um, and I think I lost my nerve. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I don't think she was as impressed with my pool uh, technique as I perhaps <laughs> thought she would be. And that was as close as I got, Alan. 
Oh no, yeah. that's a shame. I know, I know, I know. I'm quite cut up about it. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Wish you hadn't brought it I back. I can see you well enough. Yeah. I'm ever so yeah. sorry. When you go abroad, will you try some of the street food? Are I you quite adventurous? Try, I will try the street food. And have yes. you had any trotty botty? I had a little <laughs> bit of a dicky tum coming back from uh, Rio. Um, and I, yes, I remember just, I was fairly, I, I'm quite cautious. Yeah. So I will eat the street food. And they often say, don't they, that if you, if you eat it and you see it freshly cooked in front of you. Yeah. It, that's, I think it's more dangerous when it's been lying in a glass case in the airport for three days. I think yeah. that's, you know, it's probably a bit, <laughs> bit more wary. And I think that's what I did in Rio airport. And, um, oh, and it was a rough journey back because I was on a knife edge. And the worst moment was that moment when you're getting off the plane when everyone's lined up and you're sort oh. of, you know, that kind of queue as you're getting off yeah. the plane. And there was an old lady in front of me and I thought, you've got to get out of the fucking way, love here, because <laughs> this is going to, I mean, I'm going to ruin first class for everybody. And I wasn't flying first class. I was just passing through it oh, on the way out. No. And that was jumpy. Oh, oh goodness God. me. Because I don't think, I think the toilets are closed when you're, when you're at the gate. <laughs> yes, of course. So you've they just do. got to leg it through, haven't you? And, oh, no. Oh, and I made it, Alan, but that was touch and go. Oh, we should have got one of those buggies that Naomi Campbell always uses. You know, those ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, that, shitting myself. Move. That Rio trip was full of uh, danger uh, because that was the uh, occasion where I almost drowned. Oh, no. Yes, I was on, I think it was Ipanema Beach. I don't want to badmouth it if I wasn't, but I think it was Ipanema Beach. And I don't know about you, Alan, but when I go for a pee in the sea, mm. I don't just urinate into the trunks. Yeah. I like to pull the trunks down. And get it out. Get the gentleman out and allow yeah. the pee. Because, do you know what I mean? I don't want it spewing of around course, in me. Of in course, of course. Me, uh, Aren't you worried about a Portuguese man of war, though? <laughs> Always. That's a constant fear. But in this instance... <laughs> In this instance, I waded into the water. Again, glasses left on the beach. Not making that same mistake no, twice. No. So, so I'm already a bit blind. I'm, I'm just thinking, if your glasses were still on the beach, you must remember when Harold Bishop drowned in Neighbours. <laughs> they find his <laughs> glasses. That's what it would have been like. Yeah, That's yeah. what it would have been like. Well, it's Harold Bishop. No, carry on. I well, so I So I waded into the seat. Now, the problem is, I was a very tall man. Yeah. So to get in deep enough <laughs> to then... Get, you know, his lordship out. (laughs) You know, I got going quite a way (laughs) into the sea. And I did try kind of going onto my knees. But I couldn't really get the trunks down sufficiently. The whole thing was... So I had to get back on... Anyway, so I get in there. Trunks down. I'm midway through urination. Mm. And some big wave grabbed me and dragged me out. So now Mm. my trunks are flapping around my ankles. And I can't (laughs) see anything. And I'm just getting pulled around. And honestly, I'm sort of screaming to my friends for help. You know, but I've been pulled about, you know, four or five metres down the beach. So now I'm just screaming at completely random, you know, Brazilians. Yeah. With His Highness out <laughs> as well, waving alongside. I mean, it, I don't know what they thought. No. And I was, and every time I would turn, I would try and swim and drag my way back and I would get sucked back out again. And yeah. Honestly, it was one of the most terrifying experiences I've ever had. I mean, you know, uh, I presume the urine still flowing. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was additional things coming out at that point. <laughs> Through sheer fear, <laughs> and I remember just ended up dragging myself, what? dragging myself back up the beach, hauling oh, the tr- the sodden trunks oh, back no, round. No, and I got up there, and none of my friends had realised. <laughs> Too busy drinking, you know, whatever it was, whatever the Brazilian <laughs> cocktails are. And that was that was one of the closest encounters I've had with yeah with dare I say it death. Tom Jones was at Acapulco and he went out and he said he put I put all my jewelry in my man bag and went out <laughs> and then he went out too far and God spoke to him. He said on this very podcast, God said, "Go back, turn round, 
he said, and he said, it's too far, it's too far. But he swam and he made it back. He swears to God. I said, are you sure it wasn't like a life lifeguard with a megaphone? Yeah. He said it was God. Really? And of course, I was more surprised he had a man bag. <laughs> well, of course, that was, that was your takeaway from the story. Yeah, I was like, you've got a man bag? <laughs> well, I think that's what famously happened to Cat Stevens, that he almost drowned, and he said, if you save me, God, I will devote my life to you. And he was saved, he was dragged back in, and then he turned his, his life around, he became a Muslim, yeah, and convert. turned into Yusuf Islam. So, yes. Now, I've noticed in, in Tom's story, he didn't devote his life to No, no, to, Islam, to, to but, pussy. Um, <laughs> As God would want him to do, I'm sure. Yeah. The same thing happened to me on Copacabana Beach. You go in there and you do, it's like being a tumble dryer, isn't it? You can't, then you're just thrown back in and, yeah, yeah it is terrifying. It's scary, isn't it? Yeah. Have you had any other life? Then I, that's why I became a Harry Krishna. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had any near-death experiences uh, while vacationing? In Iceland, I was an earthquake. Were you? Yeah, but it weren't like dramatic. It's not like in the films in the seventies. But the bed was shaking like that, you know, terrifying. I've I'm been not... in I've been in some earthquakes in Los Angeles, and it's a strange old experience, isn't it? Because you're not normally aware of the earth as a thing. Yes, are you? Yeah. You're all, you take it for granted. Mm. Whereas the sea, you of course are. You realise how dangerous that is. But the but the the planet, you're sort yeah. of not aware. And then when it starts moving mm. to the point where buildings and it's yeah. really the most it bizarre. It must be terrifying. Is it yeah. terrifying? Yes. And where are you meant to go? Do you meant to go and stand in a doorway? Well, they say that, but I don't think that's true now because I think they say that the house will just fall around, fall down around you. But they thought only prostitutes are going to survive. <laughs> prostitutes yeah. and cockroaches. We, we call them sex workers now. Oh though, god, please. shit! Sorry, everyone. When I say sorry. we, it sounds like we, the users <laughs> of sex workers. Sex, sex workers. Are I mean, be the we only one. good for them. We politically correct people. Sorry, yeah, yeah, we'll change that. We'll dub that in sex workers. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same as um, you were. Do you remember? Do you remember in the eighties uh, videos about what to do in the event of a nuclear war? <laughs> no. Well, that was. I think you 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 crawl under a table. Yes. Ideally, you take a door off its hinges. Yeah. You prop that onto a table, <laughs> and then you crawl under there because that'll help you. That'll save you in the in the in the event of a. Of you know a what you were saying about sex workers? My mum rang up and said, uh, "You can't say no." You can't say Red Indian anymore. It's got to be Native American. In fact, Mum, you live in Northampton. <laughs> when is that ever? When are you say ever? Red Indian? When are you ever gonna like? And who brought her up on it? Yeah. No, no, yeah. Mrs. Carr. We will not have that kind of language. <laughs> yes. Sitting bulls just having a drink here, and he's heard you in the Morrison's Cafe dissing him. <laughs> Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale! Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch.
Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations at Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Are you a culture vulture when you go abroad? Will you do all the museums or do you think it's a bit boring? No, I do like that stuff. Yes, I like going to the museums. I like going to the art galleries. I like seeing ruins. Yeah. Oh, I'm, a, I'm oh like I love a yeah. ruin. Yes. Yeah, love and, um, which is one of the reasons I think it's quite good going to somewhere where there isn't much of that because that does force you then to sit down on a, you know, yes. and, 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 um, and just relax. Because, yes, I am one of those people I will sort of, I wouldn't necessarily make an itinerary, but I'd like to know what, 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 yeah. how the day's going to pan out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I build a lot of that around eating as yeah. well. That's my great concern, is when, <laughs> um, when are we going to eat? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you don't want to get caught sort of hungry in an art gallery. It's sort of like three o'clock in an art gallery and you're yeah, a bit peckish. and then you're having a you're scone not, in the gift shop. You're not really shop. paying attention oh, yeah. to, the, to the Titians. No. no. <laughs> so, um, no, but I do like an art gallery. I do like something cultural. Mm. I'd love to do Pompeii. I've not yet seen I've done that. Have you? We'll go and do Herculaneum instead, because that's the one they're still finding bits there. Oh, they've, only, they've only excavated a third of it, but that's amazing, that. Is it? Yeah, and you've got all the chariot grooves in the street, and they've got a gym and a steam room and a sauna. It's like a fitness first, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> with more mosaics. Well, if you, like, if you like your ancients, I went to Stonehenge with Christopher Walken. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I know. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. We found out that Christopher, when he was filming our show Outlaws uh, in Bristol, that he, when we said, what do you always want to do? He always wanted to go to Stonehenge. Oh. So we made, we arranged that for him. VIP. Yeah. You're the trimmings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, we went there and he's a very quiet man, Christopher, and he didn't say anything for about an hour. And then eventually he just said, uh, apparently the blue stones have healing properties. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Oh, right. And um, and uh, he said to the lady showing us around, "Can I touch one of the stones?" She said, "Absolutely not." <laughs> it was so terribly British. I was like, "Come on, he's seventy-year-old Christopher Walken. Yeah. He's won an Oscar. You can't let him touch Come the." On. She's like, "No, we don't let anyone touch him." I'm thinking, "What are you talking about? What do you take him in at night? Yeah, like garden furniture. People are going to be touching the stones." But she would not let him. But um, but yeah, that was very because it's yeah. weird. It puts. It, Again, it's a bit like with the earthquake. It puts you in touch, yeah. in this instance, with the past, with people from the yeah. past. You feel very connected. And I have felt. you had the audio book as well? And it says, turn behind you, see that lump? Or not hump, <laughs> hump, lump, on my back. They were shaming me about my dowager's hump. No, not hump, lump. What's it called? No, um, because they bury oh, the, the mounds. The mounds, yes, that's yes, the word, yes. the mound, because people are buried in those mounds. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It's bizarre. No, I, well, I like an audio book. Yeah. Uh, an audio tour, normally. That's also uh, yeah, great. I love all that. I yeah. love all that stuff. I love all that. So you mentioned Critter Walken. So tell me a bit about Series 2, then. Can mm. you give anything away? Well, with Series 1, we... we uh, Someone said to me, I don't know if you've ever heard this, Alan, about sort of writing comedy or drama. You chase your characters up a tree and then you throw rocks at them. Oh, uh, it's like an old writing yet. adage. And I think in series one, we chase them up the tree. Series two, throwing rocks at them. Yeah. Really turning the heat up all the characters. All the problems that occurred yeah. in series yeah. one, they've, they've come back to haunt them in series two. Because, you know, sometimes you watch something and, and they're like... Um, you're thinking, well, there, there was a body in the boot at series one. What happened to that? Or, yeah, yeah. But I like the, all the problems to still be there and yeah. sort of the, the, cause them further problems in, in the second series. So, yeah, much of the same. 
Um, but uh, we do go to Western Supermare in this one. Oh, yeah. So, oh, oh yeah, yeah. You heard me. All, all the all the exotic locales. Well, get a fridge magnet. Is where <laughs> I was getting my. So this is a really boring question. I'm going to look stupid, but you know the Banksy. Can I say yes. the Banksy at the end? Yeah, yeah. Do you have to ask Banksy to that, put that image? That was Banksy. He did it for us. It wasn't. It wasn't. Oh um, my god, that's amazing. We made contact with Banksy through various intermediaries. And I always thought it would be funny if the characters painted over a Banksy yeah, when they're yeah. supposed to be renovating this building. Yeah. And someone said, well, why don't we approach the real Banksy and see if he'd do it? And so we got an email to him and he liked the idea. And I think he liked it because it would only exist in the show. Yeah, yeah. And then it would get destroyed and he quite likes that sort of thing. Yeah. So he, we got a message back that just let him know where the location is. Mm. So one morning we came in early and he must have climbed over the fence in the middle of the night because there it was on the wall. And we covered it up. And we kept it from the cast and the crew for about six, seven weeks. Yeah. And then one morning I went to Christopher Walken in his trailer. I said, do you mind painting over a Banksy this morning? He was like, yeah, all right. And we revealed it to the cast and the crew. And we said, we're going to paint over this Banksy. And it's going to be a bit in the show. We didn't tell anyone about it, any of the cast. Yeah. Anyone. And we filmed it really quick so that no one would get, yeah, you yeah. Know, find out about it. And, um, but it was the real thing. It was the real Banksy. And we had to make sure we destroyed it sufficiently that his people were happy that it, it, we couldn't sort of chip it off it's and take it down south of it. It's such a great twist at the end. Yeah. Yeah, but that was a real that was a real one. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Wonder who Banksy is, because you know I'm like Daft Punk. You know that. <laughs> Listen, I'm not suggesting that I'm Banksy. <laughs> All I will say, Alan, is a lot of his art is quite high up. <laughs> so I'll let you draw your own conclusions. <laughs> We will shortly be arriving in Bristol. Can you please make sure your tray tables are up, your seats are back, and you have your knickers on. Crew, cross-check to manual, cross-check to manual. Thank you. Let's get this motherfucker down. Have you ever had any travel mishaps? Are you quite... um, are you quite prepared? Will you leave your passport somewhere? Will has your luggage ever been split? Has your luggage ever gone somewhere else? Well, I did. I was rushing back from Berlin once to trot back to LA via Heathrow to try and see my girlfriend in the States, trying to keep the flame alive, you know. <laughs> and um, and she asked for some. Um, oh goodness, now what is it called? Um, sauerkraut. <laughs> she loves sauerkraut. She said, "Would you bring some sauerkraut back?" From uh, from from Berlin, so I had. Have sour- you seen that program? Was it Borders Control? Well, this is the problem. You, you see, can't I bring sauerkraut. Well, I know, but I wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking of it as as <laughs> liquid, you know, and yeah. food. So I think I was just thinking of it as I don't know, like a relish. I don't know what the <laughs> I don't know what the the travel rules are about relishes. <laughs> Can you can you take a mustard on a on a plane? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah. So I need this sauerkraut in my in my bag, and uh, yeah, like you say, rightly got pulled, a, pulled, pulled aside. Oh yeah, I mean rolls are rolls. Take Stephen. everything out, you know. But I'm rushing now to make the fly, and um, left my laptop behind. Oh and no. And that's a panic, isn't it? When you think about what you what you got on your laptop. So I got all the way to LA, got got off the plane, thought, hang on, something's missing here. This oh. bag feels light. And my goodness me, that was a panic because I've been mean, that that my laptop. I mean, it is riddled with filth. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, but I mean, I'm talking about the emails on there. Yeah, scandalous. Um, yes, slagging you know, people slagging off. People yes, off. gotta do that fucking Alan Carr. Oh podcast. God, I hate that piece uh, of shit. He's so boring. <laughs> it's not even a real plane. <laughs> in his lounge so um <laughs> yeah that was a real sweat so we managed to track it down though through um 
through uh, Lost, Lost and Found. And that nice isn't that, that no lovely? It. it was but really lovely. But did the sa- finish the story? Did the sauerkraut end up in LA? Or did no, you... it got confiscated. So even you lost your thing and your sauerkraut. Yeah, but I kept the relationship alive. Well, that's the main. Isn't that thing. lovely? That is the main thing. I mean, I love that border control thing because some of the people are so stupid. I mean, oh, I didn't know you could take a Komodo dragon through as hand <laughs> luggage. I mean, get alive. Well, the thing I always find odd. Have you had this where um, they pull they pull the bag aside? They're going to do the full check and they've taken everything out. They're literally rip, strapping on the, uh, the rubber glove and they're going, big fan of your stuff, Steve. <laughs> and you're like, well, doesn't that mean you can sort of rush me through? I mean, yeah. what's the chances of, of, of I've got into showbiz uh, and I've built this 20-year career so I can sneak a bomb on board and a Ryanair flight? I didn't... But anyway, I know they've got to do their job, but um, I always get a bit frustrated because I feel like that's not happening to Madonna. <laughs> she's just brushed through it. She's, yeah, just, she's gone just gone on through. They're not searching her. No. She's, she can take sauerkraut anywhere she wants. <laughs> One of my favourite border controls was that woman who was a sex worker. See, there I'm learning new things. I'm adapted. And they, they suspect her of being um, a sex worker. She said, no, no, no. Then they looked at a phrase book and everything <laughs> she'd highlighted was how much... You like? Let's go to bed. <laughs> That's big. I'm fairly I'm sure that if you looked at my guidebook, it would say much the same. <laughs> How much do you want to go to bed? How big? <laughs> now we're just about to land, so I've got time now for a quick fire quiz. Can you yeah. make sure your tray table's up and your seat is back <laughs> in the position? Thank you. Mozzie guard? No thanks. I'm hard. Which one? Oh, Mozzie guard, 100%. Yeah. Spray it on. And the suntan lotion. Lay that on like pate. Yeah. Full English or full moon party? English. Full English, yeah. New York or LA? Well, I think it'd have to be LA. Oh. Yeah, for the sunshine. Okay. St. Lucia or St. Ives? Mm, that is a trickier one. Yeah, you um, see. I, I think I, I, I like a bit of St. Ives. It is. That's yeah. fine. I like St. Ives. Oh, staycation. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. I love. Thong or sarong? I mean, I'm very much like my gra- grandfather. It's basically a full suit and tie on the beach. <laughs> I, no one wants to see this much flesh. <laughs> Bathroom steal or buy for real? Will you steal some things from there? Never. Hotel? Not a hotel thiever. Come off no, it. Don't like it. Don't approve of it. Really? No. No. If you if you're going to take anything, pay for it. Come on. You made a bit of money. Not right? even those little shampoos. Well, yes, the little shampoos. Well, there you are. Yeah, and the slippers. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. and the chandelier. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, in the bedding. But I'm just talking about <laughs> never, never the robes. No, no, no. And then last but not least, fuck them or tip them. Uh, no, I'm a, I, I like. Uh, no, I'm a tipper. You're a tipper. I do like to. I think that's only appropriate. Yeah. Thank you so much, love. Thank you so much, Alan. Um, it's been a wonderful flight. Thank you. I felt very well taken care of. Yep, yep. And uh, please go now to the carousel and uh, pick up your sauerkraut. <laughs> I will. On, on Alan Air, you can bring relish. <laughs> oh, Stephen Merchant, thank you so much for flying Alan Air. And don't forget, everyone, the Outlaws Series 2 is available to watch on BBC One. Check it out. It's brilliant. Next week, we will be flying with Laura Whitmore on her way to Love Island. Oh, baby, I love it. Life's a beat.